Hey everyone, welcome back to Daily. My name's Andrew Mook. Uh, it is week three of Advent, and week three uh, is marked by this word joy. So traditionally, you would light this third candle, the pink candle, I believe it is. Um, I didn't grow up with a lot of this either, uh, but you light that pink candle, and that is uh, this reminder that this is a week that we reflect on and we expectantly wait specifically uh, for the joy of the Lord. Uh, and so that brought my attention um, to this passage today. Um, I'm going to begin Luke 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Good news of great joy. I don't know if in your tradition, uh, for those of you listening who grew up around church, uh, you would just there was this sense that when you were in the in the sanctuary or with other followers of Jesus, there was this sense you needed to sort of rein it in, like like just just be a little bit tempered. I think we see this societally as well. And yet you have this abounding vitality in this phrase. Like, don't be afraid. I've come with good news of great joy. There's this talk of this glory that we're welcomed into. I think of some of the lyrics that we sing. God comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. Or like that great Advent hymn, Oh, Come Thou Long, Expected Jesus. There's that line. Uh, God is the joy or Christ is the joy of every longing heart. See, it's as if when fear is present, joy comes in and disrupts it. Or you could say, when joy comes near, fear has to leave. This news that we're sort of um, waiting for again, right? This news of Christ's coming of the Messiah coming on the scene. It disrupts fear and doesn't leave a vacuum. No, this news is about great joy. When fear is present and joy comes, fear is out. Fear has to leave. There are all these great passages throughout the scriptures about joy. I go immediately to the Psalms. In Psalm 28, 7, uh, the writer says, my heart leaps for joy and with my song or like with my soul, with my voice, with my words, with my emotions, with my song, the writer says, I praise him. He talks about his heart leaping. It, it reminds me of Elizabeth talking about, you know, John the Baptist, the baby in her womb. When she comes into proximity with Mary and the baby Jesus. There is this leaping that happens in her womb. It's like the, the writer here, the psalmist in Psalm 28, can't find literal words. Joy, just, it just, it, 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 it's almost like my heart is leaping. Joy, I would say by its very nature, cannot be contained. In Psalm 30, uh, verse 11, the writer says, You turn my wailing 
into dancing, like my tears and my lament into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and you clothed me with joy. You took off one kind of clothing and you clothed me with something new, something specific. You clothed me with joy. Um, Cornel West, and I've, I've quoted this so many times, but I go back to it all the time during Advent. It was in a Rolling Stone article years ago. Uh, and Cornel West, the famous speaker, uh, pastor, uh, thought leader, he, he says, um, here he's asked a question by the Rolling Stone interviewer. And he says, so are you optimistic about the future? And West famously says, the categories of optimism and pessimism don't exist for me. I am a prisoner of hope. I am going to die full of hope. And elsewhere, he talks about this hope just being rooted in Jesus. He's like, my life has been grounded in something else. It's based out of a particular understanding about the world. And so I think if you were to ask the psalmist here, are you happy or sad? Like he would say, no, those aren't really categories for me. I've been clothed in joy, clothed in something else, grounded in something else. So for the next couple days, I want to talk about joy and how we access this joy, how we think about this joy something categorically different from happiness. And so today, I, the first one I wanna look at, the kind of first way we access this, I, I wanna talk about um, asking for joy, which seems really simple. In 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 1, verse six, uh, Paul writes, you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. There was a church that was going through it. He says, severe suffering. And the writer here is commending, commending this church. You welcomed this message, the good news of great joy. You welcomed it. And there was a joy that was actually given to you by God, by the Holy Spirit. Joy in this passage, first of all, transcends circumstances. People going through agony, you ever met anyone going through agony, going through severe suffering, and they have this uh, calm, this rootedness. They've like gone through the ache and through the pain. It's almost like, yeah, they know and have accepted life is about this, but their lives are rooted and grounded and established in a deeper reality than just the ache that they're experiencing at the current moment. Well, in this passage here, joy is a gift. If you were able to imagine someone, or if you feel like that's sort of you in a way, then you know that the gift that is given in that situation, you receive the gift in the midst, and it has made all the difference. Psalm 51, 8, let me hear joy and gladness. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. I don't know if that's a prayer or a demand or just a, a request. Let me hear joy and gladness. So today I simply want to ask, have you ever asked God for joy? Have you ever said, God, my heart 
is not leaping. Let me hear joy instead of sadness. Today, could you ask the Lord for joy? Because when Jesus comes, fear leaves. Central to the advent of Christ is the coming of joy. Fear and joy do not hold hands. They cannot share a bed. And so I want to put it like this just as we go today. And we'll continue again to explore this over the next couple days. Fear is about the unknown. Joy is about the known. About what has come. Who continues to come. Who will ultimately come again. Fear is about the unknown. Joy is about the known. Fear is about what hasn't come. Joy is about what has. Fear is about what has not come. And joy is about what has. Lord, we thank you that you offer us this joy and hope, this anticipated hope through joy of your son's birth. Lord, we thank you that there are deeper realities, deeper truths about who you are, Lord, that we can see and touch and experience And deeper truths, Lord, that we have yet to allow to soak in about who you say that we are. And so I pray, Lord. I pray, Lord, as I hear my little one just laughing in the background, God. I pray that we would experience your joy in deeper and richer and more beautiful ways this week. pray all of this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.